Hello everybody, welcome back to Heavily Contested, hosted by me, Chris Beltran, Matt Molina, and Cam Torres right here. In this episode, we're going to dive into an NBA Finals recap. We got Game 4 that just finished. The Lakers are up 3-1 now. We're going to preview Game 5, hit you with some NFL picks, college football also. It's going to be the first time we have that on the show, along with some MLB recaps to close it out. But back to the NBA. Last night, the Lakers won Game 4 by a score of 102-96 in Bam Adebayo's return. That right there for the Heat, it's a bit of a gut punch. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, on the last little segment that I had on this show, I, I, I tried coming out saying, okay, I'm gonna stick to my my pick, Heat and Six. But I won't lie to you. It looks a little rough. What are you thinking, bro? I, I'm just disappointed, bro. You know, like it's just we're not at the strongest we could have been at with Goran trying his best to come back and play. Yeah. Even if he would have come back and play, I don't think he would have even been at fifty percent. It, it, it would have been rough. Yeah, it would have been rough. You could see him like warming up before the game visually in a lot of pain. But at the end of the day, we had that game in our hands and we missed too many shots down the stretch and too many defensive breakdowns down the stretch for us to win that game, which has been like uncharacteristic, right? Because we've been really good in the fourth quarter, especially late. Yeah. You know? Like we can definitely hold it together. I think when I was when I was watching that game, you know, it, it was just really impressive to see how the Heat were able to hold it down. Now, what I found interesting is the Lakers didn't have a big out there. They really didn't use Dwight Howard that much. So that took away the use for Myers Leonard in the series. I mean, not in the series, but in the game. But last night, you had the Lakers shooting 44% from the field. And yeah, they may be average, but they brought the Heat all the way down to 42% from the field. That right there, when you go from 51% like they did in Game 3, along the go with Anthony Davis, who had a bit of a rough start, but came on really clutch in the end, finished with, probably, yeah, it was 8 for 16 from the field. He had 2 for two for 4 from 3-point range, 9 rebounds and 4 assists to go with 4 blocks. And LeBron, look, he struggled with his turnovers like he did when Jimmy Butler was covering him. But hey, 28 points, 12 boards, and 8 assists to go with some good performances from KCP and Rondo. When I look at it, just in total, you know, you look at the teams and you're like, my God, the Heat, why can't they get it? But it's just like, I I, I don't know, bro. It, it just honestly, looks over. I honestly think that he would have taken it to seven if they were healthy. If I they were healthy. Too, yeah. I mean, they haven't been playing bad basketball. Not at all. The last it's been two games, The last two games, what I've been noticing more is that they've been getting to the line a lot. Like, they've been going from 10 free throws a game from the first two games to 21 free throws a game. Yeah. And which is helping them. But honestly, like I said, last take. It's the difference between the East and a West team, and it's a difference between the Lakers and the Celtics that they have pretty much three guys that can close out the game yeah. instead of the East having them. It's It's tough, man, you know, especially, like we said, having Drogic out. And even with Hero and Robinson combining for 38 points last night, they stepped up with their shooting a little bit more. It it, it just doesn't look too good. And look, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a preview for Game 5 right here. I, I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be the guy, you know, to count out the squad or anything like that. But this is over on Friday. Book that. I don't care if I'm wrong, but I really do think I'm right. It's over. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about some you know, free agency up, stuff later. But Look, they, they can keep he, their heads up. I'm proud of the team. Keep their heads up, I, when it comes, I've never had, like, I've been a Heat fan for a long time. Yeah. I've never had an attachment to the Heat yeah. like I do right now. You, you, like it's it was different with Bron, you know he's the best player in the world. We expect and it everybody to be there. Yeah, we expect it to be there. It's it's been different this it's year. It's just fun basketball. You know, yeah, like, it, it like really it's a different it's a different kind of attachment that we've that I feel that I feel towards them. Mm-hmm. And Not just the one player too, all of yeah. All of and if we're if we're being honest about this series, if it was just AD and Bron coming out and playing well, mm-hmm. the Heat would have won that game last night. If it's just AD and Bron that come out playing well, well of and KCP doesn't play well, and Rondo doesn't play well, the Heat will take that game. Because in the last two minutes, Rondo won in that game. He had 
And we um, were talking about playoff Rondo last episode. Right. He came up with two really good offensive rebounds. He had that dagger assist to AD and mm-hmm. that layup at the end of the game. It, it was too much. Yeah, Rondo Rondo in those last two, three minutes really came up real big for it's the Lakers. Really just experience. Man. Yeah, and KCP2 made a clutch three, made a clutch made a clutch layup at the basket on Duncan Robinson, and that's what basically won them the game at the end because yeah. there was not much brown at the say end. This, but, though, but the foul calls were bullshit. Yeah. No, yeah, and I also, I honestly, I think Anthony Davis is a bit overrated. <laughs> Oh, I think buddy, buddy, we need to get I'm you an ice pack right now. We need to get you an ice pack. Yeah, my God. Look, and are the NBA referees throughout the whole playoffs? Are they watching the same game that they're wa- or watching? I, I, I don't think so. Do like, you think they go home and like, damn man, I shouldn't have called that. Like, I just don't. I don't think that they're there. Like, like they're last not night, all there, dude. Like, for example, you had a foul. LeBron James shoves Tyler Hero on his way to the basket. No foul called against LeBron for that. But then coming down the lane, Jimmy Butler goes in, does the same exact move on Caruso. They call a foul on Jimmy. Look, this game is not being officiated right. the same way. Do you re- do you remember when Jimmy was driving in the basket last game? Not, not the yesterday. The game before, yeah, yeah. The game before. And Rondo literally decked him. Bro, right in the chest. Oh, imagine imagine if, if LeBron was driving in the basket and somebody decked Forget him. Forget like about that. it. Forget Flag- about it. Flagrant two. Flagrant three. Ejected. Go home. Leave the bro. bubble. Yeah. It's just, it's, I feel like it's a... And then all the Lakers do all game is they cry they and they cry and they complain the entire game. And that's a LeBron thing, right? Because yeah. you follow your leader. You follow your leader. For it's them, LeBron was, he was like that on the Heat too. You never okay. noticed it? See, that's the thing. Like when when yeah, you exactly. have that guy on your team, you're gonna be blinded to. And I see a lot of Heat fans now coming out saying LeBron's weak, LeBron's soft, LeBron's this, LeBron's that. But he's been doing the same thing. And if you look at it, there's so many stars across the league, like a Chris Paul, for example. That is the biggest example of it. They're gonna do everything they can to get the refs in their favor. And that's the thing, you know, like those guys are gonna get those calls. They're gonna get this. They're gonna get that. And it's rough though. But hey, before we get onto NFL right now, I want a game five pick from you. Heat win. Heat win. Yeah. Okay. You? Uh, I would like the Heat to win for it to go to seven, but... Realistically. Uh, realistically, I got the Lakers. I still keep my pick Heat in seven. I will never give up on this team. Okay. I don't you're, care you're, you're if going they lose down with it. I respect but I'm it. going down with the ship. Okay. Right? Heat in seven. Now, okay. I lied. Last question out for real. For the Heat, if you had to pick one player to get rid of going into the offseason, who is it? Real quick, no explanation. We'll go into it later. Kelly Olenek. Okay, next up, we got the NFL games. We're going to start off with a questionable game right here. We got the Bills and the Titans this weekend. Now, there's a big asterisk next to that game because this morning, and we're recording this on Wednesday, it was reported that the Titans had another case of COVID. And then on top of that, there was something that the league is going to have to investigate where there was an off-facility practice, including Ryan Tannehill. It was him and like 15 other players. Now they're talking, hey, we don't even know if this Titans-Bills game is going to happen. But regardless, we're going to talk about it. Bills are an eight and a half point favorite. What do you got, Matt? Um, before I get into the game or whatever, like you're trying to play on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Just sit your ass at home and wait until nobody has COVID anymore. Like, like is it really that? Like hard? God bless, bro. Like we, like we as football fans, we want to see this game. We're this glad is football's back. Yeah, we're hundred percent, and we want to see this game. And anyways, if this game does happen, these two teams are very like scrappy underdog type teams, yeah. right? Um, but in this case, like it comes down to in most NFL games. If the two teams seem even, it's going to come down to the better quarterback, right? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can understand so that. I can see 
I can see that the that the Titans can, can if they can find a way to control the clock with the running game and keeping their defense off the field and keeping Derrick Henry on the field and grinding it out with the Bills. I can see them sne- sneaking this game out, but I don't see them being able to do that because Buffalo Buffalo does have that scrappy defense. You know they're gonna they're gonna come out and they're gonna play well. So I see Buffalo winning this game, but Tennessee will cover the spread. I think it's twenty four to twenty. What do you got, Cam? I got the Bucks winning thirty four to seventeen. The Bucks or the Bills? Bills, Bills, you Bills, 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 Damn, so you think of him that highly? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. he's looking really nice. I can't he's, deny. I think he's behind Russell Wilson, but yeah. I, th- okay. I have him second. I think he's my top two in MVP voting too. Yeah, I, I mean, I could give you that definitely. And look, he's been really freaking impressive this year. I, I, I won't lie to you. I really didn't expect this coming from Josh Allen coming in this year, considering what we've seen in the past. But he's had that potential. And hey, like you're saying, you know, with all the the, the Corona thing, you know, this really, if you think about it, it's a bit of a weird extended buy for the Titans. I, I. Personally, I think this will be a very even game, and I think it's going to be close. But at the end of the day, I don't know what to expect from the Titans. And also, like we're talking about Josh Allen, I think the Bills and him could strike big. <laughs> like j- Just in general, they're a crazy offense, but I think it's going to be close. So I'm going to call it 27-20 Bills. Next up, we got another game right here. The Raiders today also got a reported case of Corona. And it's where they're talking right now on Twitter about a, an interaction between Stephon Gilmore and Patrick Mahomes. Stephon Gilmore got COVID today. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a little weird, but we're not going to talk about COVID so much anymore. We're going to get into the matchup. Chiefs, Raiders, Kansas City, 12.5 point favorite. What do you got, Matt? Yeah, I mean, the Raiders, for the most part, have been very solid this year. Uh, but when it comes down to it, the Chiefs have the most dominant, dominant elf, offense in the NFL. Maybe the most dom- dominant offense, one of the most dominant offenses we've ever seen. Yeah. Right? So, I see them dominating this game for the most part, but I see the Raiders kind of keeping up. They'll keep it within two touchdowns. Hey, if you think about it, it's a division game. Yeah, it's a division it, it, game. Be tight. So, I don't see this as a complete blowout by the Chiefs. I don't see that 12.5-point spread. Uh, I think that KC wins, but I think Las Vegas covers a spread, 34-24 Chiefs. Cam? I got the Raiders winning this game, actually. I got the Raiders winning 30-28. Jesus um, Christ. Bro, the Raiders are a good team, man. They're an underdog. I, I like them. I, 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 you know what? That, that's a nice pick. If I was going to give you a pick this week, okay, maybe roll the, roll the dice on it, I'll let that pass. You know, just just because when you look at it, the Chiefs, you don't know if you're going to get them on an off day. But again, Patrick Mahomes can pop off at any time. But let's hop into the Chiefs here. They're allowing right now, this was to me like pretty surprising, they're allowing the second fewest points per game in the league at 17 and a half. But they're bottom tier in the league against the rush. So there is a chance for Josh Jacobs to come in and kind of get a nice performance. I think he's going to go off. I think he could have a good game. I'm just not quite sure of, you know, Derek Carr with his receiving core, but that's a different story for another day. The other quarterback, though, Patrick Mahomes, that guy's the real deal. He's got 11 TDs, zero interceptions, 1,134 passing yards with a 67.3% completion percentage and a 114.1 QBR. To put it simply, I think the Raiders' defense is going to struggle keeping up with this guy. Chiefs win 35-21. Now, next game... We got the struggling Philadelphia Eagles and the Steelers who are coming up that COVID bye week thanks to the Titans. What do you got, Matt? For me, the Steelers are one of my sleeper picks to be a Super Bowl to be a Super Bowl team this okay. year. Okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So right, the Steelers have the best defense in the NFL, statistically at least. Not the 49ers. Statistically like in that sense. Not statistically, it seems like, like the Steelers are the best are the best defense in the NFL. And then when you have you have Big Ben, Juju, and Connor who have been enough enough offense 
for them to win games they, behind they're the they're all having a bounce back well. year all three of them have been having really good years compared to what they had last year being hurt or not being able to perform or whatever like that um, and the Eagles for the most part have been pretty fucking bad offensively brutal, brutal. you know Carson Wentz is really struggling this year um, this guy Chris right here says Carson Wentz overrated. I don't. I, I truly believe he's overrated. He's I don't. Really, I think he's overrated. I don't. Like think he hasn't so. done anything. They should have stuck with Nick Foles. I really don't think so. You're talking I mean, Nick about Foles struggling. Okay, Chicago. you're talking about Carson Wentz who was a guy who if he didn't get hurt that year was gonna win the MVP. I'll give you that, but okay. the yeah, thing that, is, that but year. but we're, but we're talking, talking that, year. that year. He and and I get it. You know what? The system may not work. The coach of this or that. Like, but at the end of the day, bro, I just have not seen anything transit because you can't give me the excuse he has nobody. Because you know what? Tom Brady had no one around him. Russell Wilson constantly but drags I'm com- them. I'm not comparing oh, no, no, no. him to a Russell Wilson I, 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 or I Tom know, Brady. But, you know, but people talk about him in that higher. His echelon. best receiver going into this week is Greg, Greg Ward. Ward. I know. Like that's I mean, that's not sad. anything to work with. At least Brady had Julian Edelman. Not much, but at least it's something. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. So what did you have again? I think Pittsburgh takes this game by 10. I think it's 24-17. 27-17. So, yeah. What do you got, Cam? I got the Steelers winning 20-13. 20-13? Okay, so now I want to hop in a little bit into this because, you know, like this guy was saying, you know, I think the Eagles, to be quite honest with you, they're going to be buns this year. And the reason I'll tell you why is this, especially this matchup. The Steelers right now, you're talking about them as potential Super Bowl favorites. They're second in the league in opponents yards per game and fifth in the league in points allowed. Now get this also, they're first in the league in yards allowed per per rush and per game. 2.7 yards allowed per rush and 54 rushing yards per game allowed against a whole team. That's insane. So personally, when you talk about that Steelers def- I mean offense, I think they're going to be able to take advantage of this Eagles squad that they're just reeling right now. The only way the Eagles have a chance is if Carson Wentz pops off, and I'm not putting my money down on that. Not with Greg Ward as a number one. So I'm going to call it 24-14. Pittsburgh, you wanna hear book s- it. You want to hear something funny? Is They still might make the playoffs because the NFC East is fucking trash. No, I don't even want to talk about that. Like that, That is the worst division but, I think I've ever seen in any sport. But they might make the playoffs, so you never know. I mean, yeah, maybe they make a run, but let's let's be real. No. But we were talking about the Niners, though, earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Niners-Dolphins. What do you got? Also, before we get into this, Jimmy G may come back, so I don't know if that changes anything. Yeah, so the Niners open up this game as 8.5-point eight and, eight and favorites. If the Niners are able to get Jimmy G and Moser backs, and Moser back, this is pretty much their Super Bowl squad minus Nick Bosa. Yeah. Right? So you get a lot of these guys back. Debo um, Samuel, too. And Debo. I don't think... I think Jimmy has a slowish week if he's able to come back. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan's the best run offense heavy coach. And they have really good backs. They, right. they have a system like, out there, their guys, yeah. Even the guys that are hurt right now, the guys that are stepping up for them are doing really yeah, good. Yeah, and, you know, they even have Monster coming back this mm-hmm. week, too. And the Dolphins have like a middle-of-the-pack run defense, so I kind of see them just running all over the Dolphins for the most part. They'll grind out. Yeah, sorry, Finns, but... I see San Francisco taking this one 31 to 20. Cam? I got the Niners winning 24 to 10. Like that? Yeah, okay. I don't think the Dolphins are going to do much. The Dolphins, look, they're the Dolphins. They maybe could steal a game here and there, but we're not even in Miami, so it is what it is. But yeah, man, we're talking about Jimmy G coming back. What do we expect? I don't know, but if it's a Jimmy G game, you know they're going to be, depending on the run, it's going to be a little bit slow. He's not a very explosive guy. So we got Kittle back, Monster, and we got to watch Debo Samuel. It could be interesting, but this Dolphins defense in general, they showed themselves to be tough last week, holding it close with the Seahawks. But I just don't see how they can overcome what the Niners bring to the table. Even with the defense has been middle of the pack across the board, 
it's over, bro. I mean, the reason the reason the Dolphins were able to hang around against the Seahawks last week is because the Seahawks were throwing the ball a lot. They were, yeah. So the Dolphins have a, the Dolphins have a pretty like a pretty solid secondary, but when it they comes, have a solid, but they're allowing a bunch of passing yards. Yeah, but when it comes to stopping the run, they're really not. Yeah, they'll be solid, but I still think it's Niners twenty eight seventeen. Next up, we got the winner of last week's zero three bowl. Congratulations. The Vikings, my squad, they're facing off against Russell Wilson, though. Congratulations. That could be an L. What do you got? They're going to get yeah. blown out. Yeah. The, the Seahawks here are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, the Vikings did look better last week against that reeling Houston team, who's now they're in between coaches. But at the end of the day, the Vikings, with the guys they have sitting out this year, the guys that aren't on the team anymore, their defense isn't very good at all. It's so, pretty sad when you think about where they were the last couple of years. They've yeah. just fallen off. I just I see them getting torched by Russell Wilson all game, so I think this is really I think this is a blowout. I think Seattle takes it thirty-seven to fourteen. Yeah, what do you got, Cam? I got the Seahawks winning thirty-seven to seventeen. Bro, Russell Wilson looks like the heavily favorite for the MVP this year. He he's gonna be going off, man. Yeah, I mean, yo, the Vikings. I don't care if they won last week. Congratulations, my squad. They're not gonna go zero and sixteen. I hope they go oh, one and fifteen. Chris Carson, bro, if you're hurt, please sit out. You're scaring me, man. Yo, Chris Carson. Every game, I feel like you just look at him. Oh my god, he's freaking torn his heel. He got a concussion. Yeah, like, this or that. Like, yo, the guy's a ragdoll, but he's tough. I gotta give him that. But if we're talking about the Vikings. All around, I just look at them. All they have really is Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. I can't even say Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins has shown himself to be nothing more than the mediocre uh-huh. quarterback he is. And also, you add in the fact that we got an O-line guarding a mediocre quarterback. I don't think so, bro. Their secondary got shot. You know, it's it's going to be a rough day. Russell Wilson, just Cook. Even though the Seahawks defense ain't that good, it could be a bit of a higher scoring game in that sense. But I'm going to take Seahawks. Let's call 42-27 to 27 Seahawks. I like that. Next up, Chargers Saints. Saints coming off a win finally without Michael Thomas against the Lions, but Michael Thomas may be coming back this week against the Chargers. You got uh, New Orleans as a minus eight point favorite. What do you got? Yeah, I think that I think this game's interesting because I'm really high on the Chargers. I really like Justin Herbert. I really like the way that their offense works. He's been really impressive. They have a lot of pieces on defense that are that are real solid. So I think that both of these both of these teams have explosive offenses. Can we agree with that? Even yeah. with Austin Eckler out. The, um, they still got Josh Kelly yeah, in the, the backfield. Jo- the Chargers have a lot of backs that they can just fill in there and kind of take that spot. Obviously, not to the same standard as Austin Eckler can, but they have a couple guys like Josh Kelly and uh, what's the other guy, Josh Jackson? Yeah, jo- no, Justin Jackson. Justin I think Jackson. it's Justin Jackson. Right, so there's guys there that can take the spot, but even though the Chargers are 1-3, and three, I think they're improving every week, but I see the Saints with the experience. They get Michael Thomas back, Alvin Kamara, all these guys. Uh, so I think the Saints take it, but Chargers cover the spread. So I think it's New Orleans 31-27. What you got, Cam? I got the Saints winning 24-17. Okay. I like that. And for me, I'll say I'll be I've been really impressed with the Chargers. I, I can't Thompson. lie. Last weekend they really held it together with the Bucks. I, I I think the Saints I think a lot of people have been disrespecting Drew Brees to begin with. I know they he's been good slow. Last week. They 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 look so last weekend. Yes, it was the Lions. But I think Drew Brees right now, you got to take into account, he doesn't have his number one guy. All he's had really is Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook. And yes, you got Kamara, but he's not going to be a primary receiver. So I, think Jared, I think Jared, Jared Cook Smith. is out for the okay, bro, but it is what it is. He's not freaking Michael Thomas. Honestly I don't care not. what you say. This week, though, you got Jared Cook out. And Michael Thomas is going to be coming back. Will they bring him in slowly? I'm not sure. But I'm going to assume that Michael Thomas is going to try to do Michael Thomas things. I'm going to call 35-28 Saints. Run it. Now, we're running into college football. 
College football, we have not touched that yet. This week, we've got an interesting slate of games. We've got number four, UF, against number 21, Texas A&M. Number 19, VTech, against number eight, UNC. And then our squad, the number seven, Miami Hurricanes. How are we here? I don't know, but we're facing Clemson. Number freaking one. They are a meat grinder. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll get into that last. First up, though, Gators, Aggies. Florida, minus seven-point favorite. What do you got? Yeah, for Florida, Kyle Trask has really shown that he's the real deal when it comes to being a Heisman contender. Um, Florida in their first two games have shown that they have a really explosive offense with Kyle Trask. They have a couple of NFL guys. Um, they have a couple of NFL receivers on that squad. And for the most part, Florida has kind of struggled on the defensive end, but it hasn't really mattered because they've just been scoring an insane amount of yeah. points. Um, and on the other side... A&M really hasn't shown much life on the offensive side of the ball, especially after getting blown out last week, 52-10 to 10 against Bama. That's insane. Yo, how crazy Jimbo Fisher's falling off, dog. It feels like it. He hasn't done much. I mean, A&M, A&M they don't get... They're not the... Yeah, they're, they're not a powerhouse like right, that. Right, they're not a powerhouse like that. They don't get all the good recruits. A lot of them go to the other schools. But I feel like this is just going to be a show of Florida's dominant offense. Yeah, maybe Texas A&M can get a few stops defensively to hold them to, hold them to like a field goal here and there. But I think Florida takes this game in a blowout, forty-one to twenty-one. Jesus Christ, bro! What do you got, Cam? I got uh, Florida winning thirty-eight to twenty. Thirty-eight twenty. I'm gonna go Florida. Let's go forty-eight. I'm gonna bring it up to about twenty-eight. I think that's about solid. Then we got number nineteen Virginia Tech against number eight North Carolina. What you got? Yeah, the UNC opens up as four and a half point favorites against VTech. Uh, UNC's quarterback Sam Howell. From 2019 and 2019, we can see he's just one of the best underclassmen quarterbacks in the FBS. Uh, I think he's just going to continue being dominant and being great um, through his sophomore, junior, senior year, or whenever he ends up getting drafted. Um, I can see this game staying close the entire way through with Howell behind center. VTech has a very run-heavy offense. They've been able to like ground and pound the ball yeah. a little bit on everybody. But at the end of the day, if this game ends up staying close, it's going to come back to the quarterback making plays. And Sam Howell is by far the better quarterback in this nice. game. Yeah. So I think UNC ends up taking it 27-24 late. What you got, Cam? I got uh, UNC winning as well. Uh, I got the winning 24-17. I got VTech. I got an upset right here, boy. I got an upset. I got, let's say, VTech 28-21. to I like it. I don't know. I just don't believe in UNC. It's a basketball school, bro. I don't know. VTech is always really nice with it. And then finally, <laughs> Miami freaking Hurricanes, dog. Number seven, UM against Trevor Lawrence and the number one Clemson Tigers. Clemson opens up as a minus 14 point favorite. This is going to be insane. UM, the last few times they played Clemson, they got steamrolled, dog. Steamrolled. What do you got? Look, this is a different UM team. Okay, this this year, we for the first time in a very long time, we have a viable quarterback. We have a sliver of hope. We have a viable quarterback. We have two Heisman contenders in this game, and Trevor Lawrence and De'Ara King. Both of these rosters have so much NFL talent on both sides of the ball. You have, And then the X factor for this game, to me, is Travis Etienne. If He's the, so solid, If bro. the Hurricanes can find a way to contain him in the run game and the pass game, I think they have a very good chance of winning this game. Obviously, both teams are very talented in the secondary. Are, are you going where I think you're going with this? Oh, 100% I'm going where I think Jesus, I'm going with this. Bro. UM will win in an upset, 34-31. to De'Ara King will take us there. I think the secondary and the pass rush ends up getting to Trevor Lawrence a little bit. So, I don't think Travis Etienne has that great of a game. I think UM will take this game 34-31. to 
I don't mm, even know what what. I got the I got Clemson winning. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I got Clemson winning thirty-seven to thirty-one. They got the Heisman man. That's all that matters. He's gonna be the number like, one. At the end of look, at the end of the day, after last year and the shit show that happened last year, we lose to FI fucking you. We lose to yo, Louisiana that Tech was in the just bowl so game. Depressing man. So the the fact that they were able to bounce back this year. I mean, I respect it. You know, they'll bounce they, back, they, but they're gonna they, lose. They they've no. done a good job. Look, I'm just afraid. Listen, I've I've followed the Canes for a minute. I used to work for the Canes. I used to be an intern there, and I, I've been there when they were at the highest of highs against Notre Dame and all that stuff a few years ago. And I'm not gonna say that's why I don't believe in Miami, but. I just think Clemson is too much. I've watched Miami this year. I'm not really like I understand, you know, they're good, but they've only played Louisville. You haven't been impressed? Not really. You haven't they've, they've been only impressed. they've only played Louisville. I don't care. They're facing Clemson right here. Look, I'm gonna call Clemson 42 to 28. Right. GG. Even, it's over. Even at our lowest, right? When we play Florida State, the games are always close. It doesn't matter how bad we are. Even when Florida State was winning the national title with Jameis Winston. It was a blow-up. These I games, no, these games they, were that close. That team sucks. These games were close. It doesn't matter if they that suck. That team sucks. They were right? losing to Jacksonville State. It doesn't matter that FSU sucks because either... FSU no matter, terrible. No matter so how terrible. good or bad FSU is, no matter how good good or bad FSU is, Mm-mm. both teams come out and they always play well. well you the know. fact that UM was able... To steamroll FSU. By the way, the happiest I've ever I mean, been yeah, watching look, UM play FSU. It was FSU. incredible watching FSU. I was like, sucks. FSU does suck. That's, I'm not saying that they don't suck, but the so, game is always good. I, I get it. UM. I get it. The fact that we were able to score the most points ever by either one of these teams in this rivalry game, it shows me a little bit something about these I don't teams. Know, man. It, it, shows looked like, it looked like a college team playing against a high school team. No, like, boys and girls club team. Forget that, dog. Much. Go back to the Kendall boys Wait, and girls club. And before before we blew out Louisville, they were ranked number 18 in the country. That doesn't matter to me. Who did they beat before? The Look, at the end of the day, bro, they do though. we're not going to find out till Saturday night. Sunday morning, we'll wake up. Oh, damn. Here's what happened. And, we'll, and I'm going to hit you up, dog. All but I anyways. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence, man. Why? He's going dra- to be drafted by the Jets. Yeah, poor guy. Poor guy, man. Going off every year just to get drafted J- by the Jets. It's See just, you in New York, kiddo. Just imagine, bro, being the best. Oh, the Falcons. Worst. I don't know, bro. But anyways, we're going to get on the MLB talk. I'm pretty excited with this. So we got the Yankees in the race tied at 1-1. We got game three tonight at 7-10. So we're recording this on Wednesday. So we hear about it probably, yeah, the day after. We got Charlie Morton on the bump for the Rays. And we got Masahiro Tanaka for the Yankees. Yeah, what do well, you got? Well, what Matt said on the first take, I honestly think the Rays do have the better pitching staff, but the Yankees' bats got to wake up. And then, real quick, Gary Sanchez, please, just sit on the bench, man. I'd rather have Higgy playing. He, it's been I don't rough know what's watching with Aaron bro. Boone putting J-Hap, but who? J-Hap? Bro, he got rocked. I don't, I don't understand why you put J-Hap in the game. If After you one inning. And After you have, one inning. You have one of the better bullpens in the major leagues. Yeah, you got some guys that are down. You got some guys that are hurt. But at the end of the day, you're trying... You don't want the race to get back into this series, right? He you're basically up, gave him the game. You're up 1-0. You can't be like, okay, we'll put Jay Happ in to try to keep this game close. You got to go with your best guys to give you the best chance of winning. You go up 2-0 in this series, especially in a five-game series, it's going to give you such a better chance to win. Now that it's 1-1, you give the Rays life. Who? That's the last team in the world you need to give any life I because... They're gonna come out and they're gonna give you a competitive game. Doesn't matter if it's two zero. Doesn't matter if it's doesn't matter. They're if always it's, that scrappy team. Right. So they're gonna come out and they're gonna give you a tough game. I see that. I see another close game happen. I see another close game tonight. I'm still gonna stay with it. Rays in five. Nah, I still got the Yankees in four. I'm gonna still take Yankees in five, dog. That's what it is, man. I th- I think the Yankees bats are gonna be too much at the end of the day, but it is what it is. Next up today, we got the Astros and the A's. Actually, right now they're in the top of the ninth. Athletics up nine to seven. But either way. I think this series, you know, it'll probably go next game if the if the A's hold on. I still think it's Astros winning, and it's, they're going to be facing Yankees or Rays. One of them, I don't know what's going to happen there, but 
I think that's pretty simple. We don't need to go into that. So the next series that we got going on here, we got the LA Dodgers going up against the San Diego Padres today at 9 p.m. And they got Davies on the mound for the Padres, and we got Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. What do you got? Let's see how Kershaw does. He's got to yeah, step it up, It all depends bro. on him. If he steps up tonight, I think the, well, the, I got the Dodgers winning either way, but he's need to step, he needs to step up. Yeah. And San Diego obviously has to play better defensively because when... Those two errors cost Yeah, them. errors errors when it comes to highly... To, when it comes to playoff baseball, you can't make errors. Teams are going to capitalize. You can't you can't be booting balls. You can't be throwing balls away. You got to be almost perfect on, Bro, on defense. Yeah. I, yeah, man. I, I just really hope that it gets to turn out to be a good game. I want this series to go long. I find the two teams to be really exciting. If Kershaw can get it together. And I hope this is really the first playoffs he really steps up. Will it happen? I'm not sure, but we'll see. And finally, we're going to close with a quick little recap. Marlins Braves. Marlins lost yesterday. What was it, like 11 to 5 or something like that? Yeah, uh, 9 to 5. And then they lost 11 today. to 5. They and lost then today, They lost today 0 to 2. Look, I called Marlins in 4. You know, I was going with a nice little story. Marlins World Series. It's not happening, bro. Braves got this. They'll probably face the Dodgers. And then we'll go on next. I don't know, man. What do you think? You I think mean, you think they have a chance? Braves look. No. The Braves look like. The Braves like, are just a talented team, man. The Braves, to me, look like the best team in the, in the National League. From yeah, I, I mean, now I see, comes, I can't deny when that. When it comes to the pitching and the hitting, it keeps the pitching keeps them in every game. That lineup is just lethal. And Travis Darno, you couldn't yeah. do this in the Mets. <laughs> I mean, not at all. Bro, I mean, I'm, it's I'm it's not the a Mets, Mets fan, bro. Damn, I feel bad for them. Yeah, the Mets have some kind of curse on them. Robinson Cano goes nothing over there. Nothing will ever work was, out. I know Robinson Cano was old when he got over there, but he was trashed there. He's still, no, what are you talking about? He played pretty good last. Yeah. Whatever. Not as not as he's not Yankees. Robinson Cano. Yeah, and Edwin 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 Diaz, their closer. The yeah, guy can't get it yeah, saved yeah. to save his life. So, I mean, the Mets are the Mets. But, anyways. Good for Travis Arnold. Yeah. I, love, I mean, I love the Marlins, but... It's a nice story. Yeah, it's a nice story, but this is going to be our first playoff they loss. They might win one game. Our, this is going to be our first series loss ever. I think they take one tomorrow, maybe. Uh, but Atlanta's too much for this team. Atlanta's too much for Miami. They have way more talent. And on that note, we're going to close up this episode. Please make sure to follow the page on Instagram at Heavily Contested Pod. Please like, rate, comment, subscribe, anything like that. Show support to the show. Next episode, we'll see you in a few days. And also, don't forget, go Heat.